air conditioner act. Not a lie. Uh, it's episode 32 of Bet Parks Presents, the Aji's Podcast. I should have done that before I hit begin broadcast. Yeah, you might want to turn the AC off after you shut off the Iron Maiden. Yeah. That would have been we were listening idea. to a little run to the hills on the run-in today, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Well, you were a little late. To, like, you usually jump on earlier. I, I got all the way through the seven and a half, almost eight minutes of Rush's Working Man. Well, I got your... Uh... Your text after I was upstairs, uh, you know, in the in the restroom, and I came back down, and you said that the link was there, but it wasn't in my email. I had to refresh the damn thing. Ah, oh, jeez, it refresh. didn't automatically shoot it in there. I would have been on. Yeah, I'm never ridiculous. late. No, you're not, you're very punctual. Yeah, I'm a very punctual person. Yeah. I, I think I'm that's on, a good trait to have, Harry. I'm on like Tom Coughlin time or the old Lombardi time. Fifteen minutes early. Yeah, or you're late. Yeah. If you if you show up 15 minutes before the show, though, Harry, does it want to win? Yeah, right. I'd, I'd be in there an hour, hour and a half before the shows. Oh, yeah, you were in very I, and I was actually in there way too long for him. He got uncomfortable sometimes when I was in there too much. Yeah, a bunker in the uh, conference room. Oh, yeah. You were still there. Yeah. Because there was always potential for a face-to-face conflict if you were there. He had this little room up in the the fifth or sixth floor that he would go to. And it was right off the stairwell. And it apparently was, you know, one of the radio station rooms. And it wasn't around any of the other radio station rooms. It was kind of this one room off by itself. And and the, the glass, you couldn't see through the glass. I forget what they call that effect. But you could tell people were in there if there were lights on. Yes, it was a frosted glass. Yes, I, which I enjoy a frosted mug. Exactly. You know, from time to time. But yeah, he'd go in there too. He yeah. had all these little hideouts. Yeah, real, real secret place, <laughs> secret shelter. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, but there, there was always, you felt the sense that it could be conflict just by yep. your walk down from the water cooler back to the jock area. I know, I know. And it, I, I wasn't looking for conflict. Your walk looks for conflict though, Harry. <laughs> Harry walks like Clint Eastwood, like, like walking Dustin in, Johnson on the yes. golf course. Yes, up going, walking up the hill at eighteen, just right. sauntering. Augusta. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> you're like the outlaw Josie Wales, right? I used to watch all that stuff red. all the time as a kid. Dirty Harry was one of my one of my heroes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he brought he brought like strength to the name Harry. You know, that was yeah. like the first guy that I'd ever seen, and maybe he's still the only guy. That was like made Harry sound cool. Like this Prince Harry, he's a tool bag. Yeah, okay? he's doing you no justice, Harry. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but Harry Callahan, I mean, you aspired to be that guy. He yeah, kicked I mean, ass. Who's the most famous Harry? Is it Harry Ch- Chapin? No. Or is it Harry Callis, Harry? <laughs> Around here, it's Harry Callis. There's no yeah, doubt, no about, doubt it. about it. But no, you know, Harry, Harry Truman. Callahan. Harry, Harry Truman. Yeah, that's true. The buck stops here. Harry Callahan was one of the most politically incorrect like figures in movie. If you go back and watch those today, you're like, man, oh my God. Dude, this this guy back then was politically incorrect. Back yeah. when a lot, you know what I mean? Like where there yeah. was a lot more latitude back then. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. Or as they I, say today, he gives zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. His, <laughs> I, I want a shirt that says that. Yeah. Just my, give zero fucks. My fuck tank is empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you have Harry Carey was another good one. Well, yeah, he was. It's a bit of a, like an old school name, you know. It like, is. It is. Of course, you had. I mean, Harry Houdini. Yeah, another one. Or, or Houdini. 
Houdini, yeah, I said it wrong. Harry Houdini, I think, was in another genre. Would you go? Would you go, Dirty Harry or Harry Potter? Harry? Oh, come on, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe or Clint Eastwood. Or, although I have watched, I think, three of those Harry Potter Potter what? movies. Yeah, with who? Myself. Really? Yeah, I decided to give it a chance. You know, I was trying to broaden my horizons, and after you about too much the third time one, on your hands. after about the third one, I was like, you know, I've seen enough. I've seen it enough. Yeah. <laughs> Let's tell people about Bet Parks. They are a presenting sponsor. This is uh, episode 32 of Bet Parks Presents the Aggies podcast. And uh, we're, week zero is over. We're leading into week one of the college football slate. Yeah, how about that? It, this is like, it's here. You know, it's not just college football is really here. We have the deadline to cut teams down at four o'clock. I mean, there's so much going on. And uh, you got a great card this weekend. Get the Bet Parks app. You can get all your action in there. It's easy to use, fun to use, and you can bet everything from same-game parlays, live in-game betting, player performances, futures, teasers, props. It's all there for you. And do you have a play hire for the card? Yeah. I didn't have Penn State, uh, well, Purdue over Penn State getting the three. Yeah, and I, last week I had Northwestern getting the points against Nebraska. They ended up winning the game outright because Scott wow. lost. Scott Frost uh, went into a like a vapor lock with an 11-point lead in the second half after scoring a touchdown, decided to go for an onside kick, and Northwestern recovered it in great field position, and boom, 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 they went down right, right down the field and scored. 28-24, they had momentum again, and then they went on to win the game outright in Ireland wow. to lead That's... off the Big Ten uh, calendar. But, yeah, I do have one. Utah, the Utes. Yes. Uh, going on the road, taking on the Florida Gators. Now I got to look into this. If this is at a, one of these neutral site games, or if this is actually in the swamp, because Utah is a three-point favorite, and I'm going to take the Utes at minus one hundred nine, lay the three points to beat uh, the Gators by somewhere around six to seven uh, points. They're they're a quality football team. Florida's got a lot of newness going on there. They've got talent. There's no doubt about it. But they're not the Florida of old. Utah is a really solid, underrated, well-coached football team. I'll take them. You got the Utes. There you go. That's a great play yeah. to get in on the uh, Bet Parks app. If you don't have the app, download it, sign up. New and existing users will get a, a risk-free bet up to $750 just for using the lot. promo code. Yeah, it, 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 the other companies will go like a hundo hair or maybe right. even five. Nobody's right. doing 750 No, not that I have seen. Yeah, so uh, make sure you use promo code Jason750, J-A-S-O-N 750, and get that risk-free bet up to $750 terms and conditions. Do apply. Do yourself a favor. Download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey and over 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That so game is at Florida. That's at Florida. Oh, it's at the Swamp. Yep, it's Florida Field. So that's, uh, and I think they've named Spurrier. Uh, they put Spurrier's name in there somehow, too. So that's a, that's in Gainesville. Oh, the so, old ball coach, huh? Yeah, yeah. Good visorman. Yeah, it really is. And an incredible card. I mean, it starts uh, Thursday night. West Virginia at Pitt in the old backyard brawl. Now, did you see the new West Virginia helmet, Harry? I did. Kevin Kincaid, who's a big uh, mountaineer honk. Of course, he, he's a legit honk, though. He graduated from West Virginia. Yeah, he's no Tweeted honk. out a picture of the helmet and the, and the jersey. And I'll tell you, that helmet is awesome. Yeah, it really is. It like, really awesome. looks good. Oftentimes, you know, when they update a uniform, it just looks kind of campy, right? I'm gonna yeah. put the, I'm gonna put the helmet up here on the if I can put it on the screen, people. I, I think it looks just fantastic, the helmet. 
Right. I now, West Virginia has a cool logo. Like they do like the WV in sort of the shape of the state. They've always sort of done that, and it's pretty cool. But now they've gone sort of back a little bit old school from where they had the actual state on the helmet like decades ago. And then, the, but the coloring is just fixed. awesome. The blue and the gold just looks so good. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It looks, looks white helmet. great. See if I can get it up here. You uh, pop that just, up. There you go. There you that go. Is, that is cool. That just looks awesome to me. Like yeah. that doesn't look like a Bobo kind of like some kid designed it uniform. No. It's no. just cool. Now, think about this. Morgantown is like right up there near the state of the border of Pennsylvania, right? This is a huge rivalry. Like these teams and their fan bases loathe one another, right? Yeah. And you, but you got to fly into Pittsburgh to go to West Virginia's campus. You think about that. Yeah. You know, you, like, it's, it's amazing like, that they've remained a top football program having I, that. You know? I know, I know it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I don't know if they're like, like, cause they're in the big 12 and usually, you know, to be in those big conferences, you have to have sort of like your own airport, Penn state. They'd expand they, had it. To, they had to do something to the airport. Yep. I think to accommodate the large planes that were going to be coming in there from the, from all these big 10 schools. Right. Like, That's absolutely correct. Harry in yeah. 1991, I believe it Early was nineties. Yeah. Yep. Is when they joined the big 10, right. When I was going there. And they had to expand that airport. The first year they were in the Big Ten, they did not. So teams had to fly into Harrisburg and bus it from Harrisburg. Yeah, and that's a schlep. Knows. Yeah, that's, and that's a schlep. With Penn State football traffic starting on Thursday, it's oh. not fun. Oh, and that's before no they revamped three, uh, 322. Yeah, you go yeah. through Lewistown there, right? And I remember yeah. there's a bunch of adult bookstores that you pass. Yeah, that's in Sealands to- Grove. <laughs> there's more than one. Oh, there's yeah. Like a, there was like a couple during a stretch of highway, maybe a 10, 15 mile stretch. I think there was like three of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, you're in the middle of, you know, Donkey Town, <laughs> Pennsylvania out yes, there. Yes. But that that uniform and that helmet is oh, fantastic. Yeah. And as a Penn State alum, I'm going to call for it now. It's time for Penn State to do something to the helmet. No. No, you like to no, just I white with no. the blue? I do, because, and I knew you were going to say this, and I'm thinking, don't, don't go there, please. There's certain schools, and I think Notre Dame is one of them, uh, USC, Penn State. There's certain brands, Michigan, like that you cannot. Ohio State doesn't have anything on the helmet, but those stupid Buckeye stickers yeah. as the year goes on. But it's just that shiny, you know, uh, metallic silver with yeah. the striping. Whenever they go to the, these alternate jerseys and alternate uniform, then they change like the Ohio State bucket to like a black helmet. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? Like there's certain schools. I don't think you should fuck with it. And I think Penn State is one of them. I really per- do. Plain is perfection is what you're saying. It's always been that way. And man, right. those white uniforms with the white helmet and when they wear their black spikes and stuff. Oh, that was so great. Yeah, they were and I'm not first... even a Penn State guy. Now you're a Penn State hater as a matter of fact. No, I'm not a hater. Not anymore. You've lost your edge. Yeah. But, um, but like back in the day, like, cause Joe Pa always wore the black Nike cleat. Right. With, with the khaki pants, which were always floods. Right. You know, and they were one of the first football teams to wear black shoes. And then you get to the NFL. Who was the first two teams to wear the black shoes in the NFL, Harry? Uh, the first two to wear just the black. Well, just the black shoes, the black cleats. Was it the Colts? Nope. It was I the remember- Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that's good cleat knowledge right yeah. there. Yeah. I love a black cleat. 
But I remember Johnny Unitas would wear the high top black cleats back mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s, you know, with, yeah. that, with that flat top buzz cut, you know, sort of like your gym teacher in elementary school had. Yeah. At least mine did. Mr. Mr. Buzz Fister. Cutter. Like from Beavis and Butthead, Mr. Correct. Buzz Cut was the gym teacher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kick you in the balls. <laughs> um, but yeah, that yeah. You know, the, they say the black cleats make the player look slower. Uh-huh. I can buy that. Right. That maybe that's why I always look slow because I was always wearing the black shoe. It didn't work uh for that uh that kid Dotson, man. He's he was a burner. Yeah, He's now no with doubt. the Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that. I, I'm excited for the NFL. I, I kind of backed out a little bit last year. Not going to back out this year. I'm ready to go. Well, why did you back out? Were you? I needed a break, Harry. Oh, you no, needed I needed a break. a break. Yeah, it was just uh, from all the years of being in sports radio mm-hmm. and you know modifying my schedule, my life every weekend around football. I had to take yeah. a break. I coached right. my son's team, so it, I would miss a lot anyway because we travel all over the place. So. Um, between that and the Flyers, I just said I got to back out for. A, I, I think I picked a pretty solid year to back out, but I'm back yeah, now. When they got to the playoffs, it was kind yeah. of an interesting year. But how about is it Mickey or Mikey Delaney checking in from Washington State? Wow, Washington State. He says Washington morning State. guys because yeah. it is eight eight twenty two a.m. out there. Right, it's rise and shine time out there. Mickey in Washington State, you're on the air. Hello, <laughs> morning. <laughs> What's going on, Mickey? Uh, Kevin Bloomfield checking in as well. Oh, yeah. Under win for Penn State. So uh, we got people checking in on the text board. Um, That was eight and a half, the total win total for Penn State. He's talking about, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, So cut down day. Is that four o'clock today, Harry? Four Four o'clock today, I believe. Yeah. And there's a lot of buzz uh, out there because they've already waived Carson Strong. How about that? That's the kid. That uh, was at Nevada. I remember Barrett Brooks uh, doing a Nevada game or two and saying that Carson Strong's, you know, going to be a drafted quarterback. He ended up not being drafted. I think he was an undrafted free agent signing by the Eagles, but they gave him some upfront money, like over three hundred thousand dollars guaranteed as an undrafted free agent. Now they end up cutting him. Now, I don't know if they bring him back on a practice squad or he gets picked up somewhere else, but I thought that was kind of interesting. You know who would take him? A guy like Andy Reid. You think so? I'm a guy like that and turns them into, develops them into something, and then they can trade them. Yeah. You know, that's the Andy Reid way. It's what he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's typically the Eagles' way, too. I mean, even after Andy Reid, they, yeah, good you know, point. They're, they're the quarterback factory, man. Yeah. You know? Um, so that'll be interesting to see um, how Hurts begins the season. He's got yeah. some weapons this time, but he's going to have Jalen Rieger is the question. Well, yeah, then I just saw on our old buddy Jeff Mosher's Twitter today, about an hour ago, says there's a lot of buzz in the league that Jalen Rager's trade market is heating up. Some teams believe a deal will get done for the Eagles wide out by four today, the deadline. And I was going to reply back because I'm like, heating up? Well, what is it, heating up like warm milk? How hot (laughs) could it be for Jalen Rager? He stinks. Yeah. Seriously. Now, you know, what do you what do you think they get for him if they can trade him? At best, a sixth round pick? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because you know, trade market in the NFL, you don't get a big return, even though he was a number a first round pick. And then the other part of it is the guy hasn't done anything. No. So where's the value? You know what I mean? Even in special teams, he was a liability back there, like receiving kicks and so forth. That that was just a horseshit pick by Howie Roseman. Yeah, it was. 
It, was. it really was. It was did, you see the, did you see these... when Jefferson was on the board? That's he, that will always be that one of those deals where you're like, man, they could have had Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you see Howie Roseman and uh, an athletic thing? Like they do these surveys by by uh, agents. They did this in the NHL as well. Ask them all these questions about you know where's the place you appoint your player, blah blah blah. But Howie Roseman was uh, basically the hand the 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 winner of the least trusted GM according to NFL agents. Is that right? You know yeah. what? That's okay. I'm good with that. Because the yeah, but, agents are the most untrustworthy guys in sports anyway. Yeah. So if they think he's untrustworthy, he's beating them at their own game. Yeah. Uh, you're, well, you know, I mean, sometimes an agent will get their backup about that. And since they don't trust them, they won't deal with them. Yeah. But that yeah, doesn't but, seem to be the case because the Eagles have just acquired Chauncey Gardner Johnson uh, from uh, the uh, the Saints, D-back. Uh-huh. Uh, his extension talks broke down. The focus shifted from keeping Gardner Johnson to trading him. Philly lands a starter, according to Ian Rappaport at Rap Wow, well, there you go. Yeah, movement. How about that? And that Jaquiski Tart era is over in oh, Philadelphia right? Eagle Green. Yes. Oh, man. Can I, can I pour one out, Harry? I think he had been with the Niners. A very interesting name, Jaquiski Tart. T-A-R-T-T. And also Jason Huntley was a running back that, you know, was one of these guys in preseason that would always shine, but he's been released. Yeah. Um, you have those preseason guys every year. Yeah. That they actually can't play in the actual NFL for some reason. Um, you know, I you brought up Jeff Mosher. Yeah. I come to find out it was like a couple days ago. I see a tweet from Mosher because I'm mm-hmm. following him. Of course. Or I was following him. I, I was a big part. Jeff reached out to me when he got let go from NBC Sports Philly Comcast when he was doing all the stuff for the Eagles and their beat guy there. Along right. with was Ruben he there? Frank. Ruben Frank. He and Ruben were doing a lot of the stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't come to terms on a new contract with them. They tried to lowball him. Right. So when Jeff went on the unemployment line, he had contacted me. I didn't know Jeff at all, mm-hmm. but I got a DM when we were talking and um, got him in at the Fanatic. Oh, you so got was, him in. Well, I brought him, me and Nahagan did it basically. He came to me and then I went to Nahagan and then we brought him in, we talked to him and we hired him. Right. And and he had a good run at the radio station. He did. He did, he did. a real nice job. He's he and Aton worked very well together. They did. Uh, doing shows, yeah. An occasional Lombardo and uh, All right. and Mosher yes. shows as well. Absolutely. Good football um, guy is Jeff Mosher. He li- I mean, he likes all the sport. He loves baseball and he loves it all. Yeah, he's a good sportsman. Yeah. So I, I look and I click this thing to see if he's got any other Eagle news. And I see that he's not following me anymore. How are you following me, man? Why? I have no idea. So what I got to call Moshe out on the show. He got sick of the hockey tweets. I don't even tweet that much anymore. I my, You know my theory on Twitter now, Harry, for promotional purposes only. Uh-huh. Right. I just can't do it. Now, when hockey comes back, I'll be tweeting a little more and I'll be getting into some battles, I'm sure. Right. But I've taken, you know, a nice siesta over the summer from engaging in the in the riffs of the nonsense. I have a quippy tweet here and there. Right. But basically I'm tweeting just, you know, my promotional stuff. Right. That's basically what I do. So so Mosh gave me the unfollow. So what did I do, Harry? The vindictive prick that I am? Unfollowed him. What do you mean? I mean, you need to keep up with the Eagles stuff. No. See now I got plenty of other people that'll that'll continue to follow me and wow. put up with so my it's hockey. It's all about bullshit. them following you. That's what it's about. That's what no, this I'm proves. not one of those guys. Like if you follow me, I'll follow you back. I don't follow a lot of people. I right. keep the I keep the follow stream here lean and mean. I only follow yeah. 639 people. Is that it? Yeah, and I'll purge that from time to time. My God, 
You are selective. I got over 3,000, I think. Wow. You follow yeah. 3,000 people? I think. Yeah. I can't find 3,000 people that I give a shit about enough to follow. I guess that's my problem. And now Mosher's on that list. Wow. I, I hate to do it to you. I mean, you no got, loyalty at all I from Mosher. That's an outrage. He still follows me. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's because you do the checked. show with Aton. That's the connection, Harry. You think so? Yeah. No, wait, wait a second. You think somebody is going to still follow me because I'm associated with Aton? Usually That's when you're word. associated with Aton, they cut you out of your li- their lives, yeah. too. Well, well, we could make the same argument. Maybe because I still follow Aton, he zipped me. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Oh. He, well, Aton's being shadow banned, so nobody oh, sees true. his stuff. That's true. <laughs> I never see him tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mosher, uh, I'll have to reconsider because I do like Jeff, so I may have yeah. to give him a refollow, yeah, I think especially during football. Absolutely. This is not the time to be cutting Mosher out of your life, just yeah. let me tell you. By the way, real quick, yeah. what, what is Nick Kale trying to accomplish on Twitter? I don't know. I muted him about a year and a half ago. Right. My, life, my life has been better for it. Yeah, he's, he's one of a few uh, on mute. Bruno's been on mute for a while. Uh, and Kale are two guys that I've muted. <laughs> but first of all, not so much for what they say, but how much they say. Yeah, like too much. Go, I, mean, I don't have any everything to tweet every hour. It seems like both of these guys are just sitting there in front of their iPad or their phone or whatever device they use, and you're just firing off tweets and retweets and likes. And I just don't need it. Now, I don't need play by play of your life. Right. Deal. You know exactly. I hate exactly. So what did what did Kale do recently here? Uh, just his tweets. I mean, <laughs> he was he getting a lot like, of run? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> he, you know, he's, he, he's getting you know kind of political and uh huh, and it just all right falls well, it falls a little short for me, Harry. Well, you see, like he once again he's he's changed his Twitter picture again, well, that's six his, times a day, right? But see, there I got the I don't know if you can see it. The red thing is mute. Oh, it's brilliant. There, you yeah, see I the see red? It. Yeah, he's on mute. Muted account. All right, so. Um, you have my account muted too, Harry? Well, here's, no. Here's the <laughs> other thing he's got on here that I noticed. He says, went to law school. And then you know, that's part of his bio. And I said, bro, you went to law school for like three months and and dry, and quit. Like, you can't put that on your bio. Like, no, that's, that's, not, that's not like a, a plus. And plus, it wasn't like you went to Yale. And you yeah. dropped out. Okay. Yeah. So then now he changed it to went to law school briefly. <laughs> because you said I swear that to God. Him. I swear to God. <laughs> Check it out. At, at Nick Kale. Um, but let me see what, twi- what tweet. Yeah, I went to about. Harvard briefly, Harry. I was right. in Boston. I drove by and went to the bookstore. And right. I went to the bookstore. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, let me see. What, what is this tweet? that? Let me see if I can pick the one that you're referring to. Just by looking at this, scrolling through, he has a lot of other that stuff. That is courage. Here. He's got oh, here we go. Courage. Couple of capital letters. Now, more than ever, it takes tremendous courage to stand up for what you believe in. That one? Yep. Yeah. And there's another one right after it, I think. Uh, I, I, don't like, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on here. I got, I got to discover that mute button a little better when it comes to him. <laughs> uh, Joey B on the text board says, muting Bruno. That sounds like a Netflix documentary. 
yes. I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. There you go. But, you know, it's it's college football season time, too. So he's going to be tweeting about Alabama left and right, too. Oh, so you don't, you don't need any of that. He's nauseated. Yeah. Uh, Joey B goes, <laughs> we want more Mert meets celebs stories. There you go. That'd you be got good. some? Uh, I'll have to think. I, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people, as you have, too, Harry. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten but- most of my encounters, though. Yeah, I did. I have as well. <laughs> uh, Kevin K did a tweet about Ramstein playing at Lincoln Financial Field, and I was trying to find the picture of me and the singer from Ramstein. Now, Ramstein is that a German band? Yes, they're a German heavy metal band. If I if I'm correct, right? Yeah, they have that Du Haas song. Du Haas. Du, du Haas. Not J Haas. No, <laughs> you know the song. Um, you've heard it, but okay. Yeah, they, they use a lot of pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pyrotechnics in their show, and I think they're trying to sell out Lincoln Financial Field, and they're having some difficulty. <laughs> I don't think they could sell out the Electric Factory. <laughs> Let alone, well, well, that's the thing. Like, how does a band like that that you know that I've hardly ever heard of? Okay, and I'm not up on that kind that heavy speed metal, whatever the category is. I know Kincaid's big on it. You, you're, you are, you like it too. But how have I hardly ever heard of a band that's trying to sell out a football stadium in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah it's not going to happen. Seriously. Not even close. Yeah. So um, I saw them at the Family Values Tour, the first oh. one. It was at the Spectrum, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it was the Spectrum. It was Who else Korn, was involved in that? Corn, Limp Biscuit, right. Ramstein, and there was somebody else. I can't remember the other one. But I was I was doing rock radio at that time, and I was down – was hanging with the guys from Corn and uh, Limp Biscuit, who I didn't really like. I didn't like the guys from Limp Biscuit, but um, yeah, and I got a picture with, with the guys. Oh, you know who else was with him? It's when I got my picture with me and Ice Cube. Oh yeah, Cube was on that tour. No way. Yeah, as a solo act. Yes. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. So yeah. Cube was on that. That's right. I, I had the picture of me and Ice Cube, and you know me. That's and Ice the Cube only had. guy I would have wanted to listen to out of all those bands that you just named. <laughs> Uh, he, he's great. He is me, me and him were the same height. Is that right? Yes. Wait, you and the, and the lead singer from Limp Biscuit or Cube? Cube. Really? Yeah. I'll find the picture of me and Ice oh, Cube wow. and I'll put it on Twitter. So, Jeez. um, yeah, he, I mean, he was just elated to get a photo. Of me. <laughs> I'm sure he has it hanging in his office. Yes. <laughs> um, so hey, I get this text from you the other day. Um, from me. Yeah, I get this text. Let me bring this up. Uh oh. Because I was really surprised to see it. Yeah. So I get this text out of uh, totally out of the blue from you. 9 46 a.m. on Sunday. Harry's text. Mm. These Red Bull cars are on steroids. Oh, yes. I was watching the Belgian Grand Prix, the F1 race. Yes. That you were all hopped up about last week on the show. So I, I'm scrolling through. And uh, the European golf is is brutal. Like, I'm not watching that. So I'm looking for something to watch early um, because I think the old lady had an early tea time. So I'm by myself. I'm a little bored. I, need, I got a little downtime. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the F1 race. Bam. I popped that thing on there. And, of course, Max Verstappen just, he just bulldozes past this guy for the lead. And then next thing you know, his teammates right behind him in second, about nine seconds back. But, like, they were one, two. For the whole yeah. rest of the way, I think. And I'm like, does anybody beat these guys? No. Uh, and Verstappen, uh, his teammate is Sergio Perez, Checo. Perez, yeah. Mexican driver. And he started P2. He was 
at the front of the grid. Verstappen had engine penalties and started 14th, Harry. And mm-hmm. he picked his way through it, I think, 12 or 14 laps. This doesn't happen. You don't go from 14 to win a race. Right. And that it track is crazy. That, yeah, that's Spa-Francorchamps in, in Belgium, in Stavolo. What? If, what? Spa-Francorchamps? <laughs> Spa-Francorchamps uh, in Belgium. And, okay. and of course, the uh, Orange Army's out there, Max Verstappen supporters. But I was right. I was really proud to see that you were watching the Grand Prix. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Now, Did you they, see it from Lights Out, Harry? From the, uh, from the start? Because there's no, always a wreck in the beginning. No, I did not see it from the start. I caught it maybe about six or seven laps in. Yeah. And so, uh, I think there was like 40, 44 laps or something in that race. Yeah, exactly. I forget exactly what it was. But I just saw one of these guys change teams or went back to the Alpine Renault team. Alpine, yeah. Alpine. Yeah. Now, is it Alpine? It's Alpine? It's Alpine, it, yeah. It, is that the old stereo system in the cars back in the day that were so good? Remember the... I, we used to call them so. Alpines. Yeah, Alpine but it, Stereo. But it looks like it, the script is the same. Hmm. I don't know. They're a French team. Oh, okay. Who, who are you seeing that went back to Alpine? No, hold on a second. Is this breaking news do we have, Harry? It was on my Twitter this morning. Um, is it Daniel know? Ricardo? I think that's it. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't even know that he maybe – he drive for them uh, two years ago when they were Renault. And uh, – Left yeah. the team to go to McLaren, but he's did he going get a back deal? to Alpine. Wow, is that yeah. that's confirmed? I think so. Wow, look at that. Okay, yeah. so that's so good news. Go. Good Australian driver. He got kind of got squeezed out there with uh, the driver market. So Harry with breaking news. Joey B says Harry and Mert need to go to an F one race in either Miami, Vegas, or Austin and report back. We'd have to do a live show from there, of course. I would now, do that. Which one? How are you go? Miami, Vegas, or three great cities? Vegas, Miami, or Austin, Texas? Um, I'll give you the time of year as well. All right, Miami's that's, that's in important. May, like oh, mid-May. No I don't think so. Vegas is going to be, I believe, October, and Austin's right around that time as well. I'd go to Austin. Yeah. Because then I'd Circuit combine it with some college football in Texas or something. Yeah. It'd be a good weekend. There's a lot of good music in Austin still. Mm-hmm. Um. So you yeah, wouldn't go to low-hanging fruit of Vegas? No. No. Okay. Well, like Austin is a racetrack. Vegas is going to be converted, the streets of Vegas, into a racetrack. Which is cool. That yeah, is around cool. the strip. Yeah. Um, what about Miami? Miami's actually in the parking lot of the heart, uh, the football Oh, the hard stadium. ride, the football stadium. Yeah, they make that fake sort of um, beach area or yep. something. Don't they have something real fake? And Yeah, there's a fake beach. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> To make it look very Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's out like near the turnpike. Like that's football stadiums. Like I think it's out between like 95 and the turnpike. Yeah. Part of, part of the track goes under like the overpass of 95. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. BWT Alpine F1 team puts out the tweet uh, confirmed. Esteban Ocon uh, that Daniel Ricardo, after two years as part of the Renault family in 2019-2020, it rejoins. Yep. There yep. you go. Well, you can go home. You can go back. So there you go. Uh, congratulations to Danny Rick on going back to the Alpine team. Um, real quick, tell everybody about Som Sleep. Som Sleep, absolutely. Yeah, one of our great it. sponsors, Som Sleep. 
you got to get some, um, and, and that's their, their uh, website, getsom.com, because if you're having trouble getting enough sleep at night, SOM Sleep, they got you covered. The scientifically advanced SOM stack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body, like GABA, GABA, magnesium, and melatonin. Sleep is the best form of recovery, and it has helped not for long founder and NFL tight end Colin Thompson take his game to the next level. And it's simple. All you have to do is drink one serving just 30 minutes before bed, and your body's going to naturally calm itself down. Other sleep supplements, they're going to leave you groggy in the morning, but not SOM sleep. And it's spelled S-O-M, sleep. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. Make sure to check them out at GetSOM.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. And use the code MERT for your 10% off your order. Get nice. SOM sleep. I made Love up that code, by the way. Oh, okay. It's, it's, well, you it's just make it up. Blank make it. It's got a blank. Ah, jeez. Yeah. It's like fanatic I mean, copy. Yeah, exactly. Tell them Mikey Miss sent you <laughs> at the end, right? <laughs> Speaking of Mikey Miss, there's breaking Mikey Miss news. Is that right? Did you know this? Um, you probably don't because you probably, A, don't follow him, or maybe I he has not. blocked you. He has not um, blocked me, but I do not a possibility. But he, ha- he has written a book. Now, you know he wrote that uh, the Penn State book a couple of uh, years ago, right? Well, the perfect perfect season. season. Yeah. Well, now Mikey Miss is celebrating the release of a children's book that stars his dog. What? Shima. It's called, remember that? Remember he talked about the dog when he bought the puppy and the puppy. He bought the dog like, when I was working with him. Right. And the puppy was kind of rambunctious and kind of, kind of uh-huh. a, you know, would terror. eat stuff. And yeah, it was kind of a terror. The book is called The Adventures of Shima the Sheba. I think it's a Shiba Inu or something. It's Shiba a breed Inu. of yep, a dog. It is. Yeah. Oh, I see Written it here by now. Mike Missinelli. Wow. And portions of the proceeds go to local animal shelters. Oh, I, I got to give them a stick tabs for that. There you go. You're available Raising online money. at Barnes yes. & Noble, Amazon, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So Mikey Miss writing a kid's book. Yeah. On the cover, is- it looks like uh, Shima's got his head out the window. Yeah, but Mikey misses Mikey misses uh, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes in the Mercedes. Yeah, don't scratch that sheet. I know, I know. That's got to go back to the dealership. <laughs> That's a, written by Mike Missinelli and illustrated by Alexander T. Lee. Yeah, wow. How about that? What's this dog going to do in these adventures? I wonder. I have no idea. I guess you got to get it and find out. We'll have to find out if the dog's got a lot of the same DNA as Mikey Miss. Golf eighteen. <laughs> Smoke a stick. Smoke a stick. <laughs> Drink some red wine. Yes. Yeah. And then go make some pasta in your own kitchen. Yeah. Real pasta, though. Yeah. Right? You cannot yeah, buy yeah. the San Giorgio. Right. Right. No, you got to take it out of the pasta machine. You know, like wow, Mike, Mike's only been off the air, like not even that long. You already got to work on a book. I know. He's, he's prolific over there. I, I think there's probably in the works. Although I don't think there's a whole lot of how many words are typically in a children's book? Not many. Not a lot. Yeah, no, no yeah. bold print. It's right. more about the pictures. Exactly. Oh, you know, and the goodness. story to and you know to engage and you know get the kids' attention because that's tough. That's tough work these days. Yeah. Yeah. 91 else SXer says uh that's the same place in Miami where Belarus got bamboozled by the Russian hookers actually. Oh, I remember that. So do you now want to go there instead? Didn't they steal his credit card or something? And yeah. Yeah, and then he passed they drug out. Them? Yeah, I think yeah. they drugged them. They drugged him. That's crazy. By the way, did you see if this isn't a sign for the commissioner of baseball 
to get some action into these games. There's more action in the stands, Harry, than there is on the field because at the uh, Blue Jays game, a couple was arrested for having uh, very intimate relations. Well, that always happens up there, apparently. Yeah. Like in, in the stadium up in Toronto or in the hotel Mo, you know that overlooks the outfield. People will yeah. have sex in the in the wind, right, right in front or of the, the window curtain. in their in their hotel room and pull the curtains open. That's like a kind of a thing that's been going on there for a while. Well, I saw a guy was getting some uh, other satisfaction mm. uh, in the upper deck a couple of days ago as well. And if your game is that boring, yeah, that you're gonna you're gonna have to try and get one at the game. Well, you have got to do something to make your game better. I disagree. I mean, what's wrong with a little, uh, you know, little gratification while you're taking in uh, the top of the fourth? Well, I mean, seriously. maybe that's a good ending to do it if you got a good shutdown picture in there because you know <laughs> nothing's going to happen. And you I think it happened at Oakland too recently. They got somebody at Oakland uh, yep. Memorial Coliseum watching the A's. Now the A's are not very good. So if you're going to go there and sit there in the sun, have that sun beating down on you, first of all, you got to put your SPF 50 on, uh, you know, if you're going to get, you know, you're going to, especially you take into, you know, do you take the pants down or do you just kind of unzip? Well, if if you go prepared and you got something that's an easy release, you know what I mean? Like, like you're going commando. Yeah. But if you're going to go full Monty here and you're going to go for the whole thing, you know, the woman's got to come dressed re- prepared too. Like you have those right. old flip up skirts, like the sundress. Yeah, yeah, they're so nice. That's the, and it kind of lays overneath everything, so maybe you can just, right. uh, just saddle on, saddle on up. Yeah, so but there's speak. kids at these games and these people. Well, not in this section. I mean, these people are up in the like the old seven hundred. Yeah, but level. you can see it. Like a kid goes to a game with a glove and binoculars. He's yeah, like, Dad, binoculars. look at this. Yeah, he's supposed to be watching the field. Well, you think he's he's going back? Hey, Dad. Yeah, section. I went to the baseball game. Row 33. Yeah. The kid, the dad in the car ride home is like, so what'd you think of the game? And the kid's like, well, I don't want to be a pro baseball player. I want to be that guy up in the upper deck. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. <laughs> that is unreal. Yeah, that's pretty And we crazy. talked about the pitch clock and the effect that it has in the minors, like shaving tons of time off these games. Yeah. But I mean, the sport, like you texted me after last week's episode because there was a, a game where, what was there, like seven outfielders there? I forget that text. When when did I send that? You sent it like right after the show last week. You sent it about, you know, because we talked about the shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you texted me that, you know, there was some game on and uh, there was all, all the fielders were on one side of the field or something. Was it a Little League game? Because that was going on last week. Mm. And that would have been during the day. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I send you so many, so much stuff. Yeah. What was, what was the date last week? The 23rd. So it's okay. So, um, yeah, you sent it to me out of the blue and I was like, yeah. I forget I'm about sorry. it. Yeah. That's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hate that though. That, that shift is, is it is bullshit. Yeah. I don't it, know it, if there's something they can do it. about it, but I, I do hate it. I really, well, do. there is something they can do about it. Easy. You have an area of the field that you have to be in at the pitch. You want to fix the game, do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to involve it. Doesn't that sort of, uh, I mean, the field's a pretty big field. You only got eight guys out there, you know, fielding with the pitcher. I mean, really seven because the catcher's behind the plate. There's a lot of ground to cover. And if you've, like, all your scouting has told you that this guy typically hits the ball here, um, to put your fielders there, isn't that just smart? Yeah, well, shade you can shade them there, but you can't stick 
three outfielders on the right side because I got a dead pole hitter. You know what I mean? Like the ball needs to get in play. Right. So you're saying you take a line right up through second base and center field, and there needs to be a certain number of players on both sides of that line. Well, at the the infield, I break up into four pieces. Like the shortstop can't be on the other side of the the second baseman side of the big. He can't. No. He he can go there once the ball's hit, but he can't start lining up on the right side of the infield as a shortstop. He has oh. to line up in the shortstop area. And you can shade it. Like, you right. can shade the outfield. You can shade the infield. But you right. can't just load up the entire right side because a guy's a dead pole hitter. You know? Okay. That, that's right. my rule. You know, you got Mark Witten up there as a pole hitter. <laughs> you can't have everybody over there. So, he hits it right into five guys. <laughs> so... That's just my thought on it anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, I, w- I would be down with that. I don't know that that's ever going to get passed, but, I, yeah, you know, I tend to agree with you. You know, I was – you talk about football. I was so desperate for some football on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, waiting around for the for uh, Rory and Scotty Scheffler to tee off, that I actually tuned into the Jets-Giants preseason game oh for almost the entire first half. Oh, my God. Never there couldn't have been 5,000 people in the stands at MetLife Stadium either. And that mm. place looks really weird when there's nobody in it. Like it's yeah, got it's a cavernous. weird look to it. Yeah. And uh, I actually watched Davis Webb. He must have taken, you know, 25, 30 snaps in the first half for the Giants. And then the Flacco was in there for a while until he threw a gruesome interception. Then uh, Mike White comes in. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm watching this. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like somebody yeah. needs to call the, the authorities. Like there's yeah. something wrong with me. We need a welfare check on Harry. Yeah, exactly. Should, should we SWAT you, Harry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> get you swatted. Don't give anybody any ideas. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't yeah. need Lima getting in all kinds of issues over yeah. there. Uh, let's tell the people about one of our other great sponsors, Fudge Kitchen, which I love. Oh, it's a yeah. It's favorite. Yeah, and if you're down the shore, you know everything that the original Fudge Kitchen does. But uh, the official sponsor for the Not Long, Not For Long Media and for the Aji's podcast, the original Fudge Kitchen is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in the store, which guarantees a delicious product. So stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. That's not for long. And if you aren't able to visit in person, no worries, because they ship across the United States. Be sure to check them out fudgekitchens.com great gift idea the original fudge kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country i love it um the nfl season like next week we're gonna have to do some predictions on the show uh you know our super bowl picks and all that stuff to get ready for the season i tried to get ross tucker to jump on today yeah and ross does a great job he does eagles television network he's got the ross tucker podcast and the network and Mm i actually worked with him a little bit um at uh it's odyssey now but it was intercom at the time right at the uh the studios there where wip is um i was doing a a show with him that was a video podcast type show right on their network and i I was i wasn't doing the show i just did it sometimes with him but i was like kind of running the managing their network and programming it and uh, he's a real good dude real smart guy went to princeton and uh we're gonna we're efforting to get him on maybe we can get him on next week to preview the nfl season that would would be be great. great Yeah, because I got shut down by Baldy. I told you all about that. Like, yeah, what's going on there? I don't know. He's got a, he's got all kinds of limitations on what he can do. Apparently, so he couldn't. Well, we're come not on. affiliated with any radio station. I know. I think he said it was because of his podcast. 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know all the rules. Hey, but we're going to you know, promote his podcast. How about I that? I know. I know. I don't. It's, it makes no sense to me. But, you know, Ross Tell Tucker. Tell him Anthony will be on with us. <laughs> you know, Ross Tucker, he's a Berks County guy. He's a why I'm missing Spartan. Yeah. A I mean, legendary yeah. one out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the great football players to come out of this state. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of great football players that have played here. I think, I mean, I think like every Super Bowl has had a representative from the Big 33 game that happens every year in Hershey. Is that right? Yeah. It's a, you know. Really now, is that football. still between Ohio and Pennsylvania? I believe so, yes. Big 33. Yeah. So they're yeah. not necessarily from Pennsylvania's side, but they played in the game. Exactly, yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, great football here, and we've got to get Ross on. I'm trying to think who else we get on here. I know people on the text board will put in some good mentions here for, for guys we should get on as well. Well, we can't get Mosher on now because you ripped him. No, I think we got to get him on now. Oh, okay. Maybe he would be good next week. He He's would covering be. the Eagles, He'd right? He'd be good any week. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we get Mosher on, and I can put him on the spot and say, what the fuck, man? That's what you got to do. See, that's <laughs> when you know this show is not affiliated with a radio station, because I'm going to tell Jeff, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh man that would be great right. to get him on I, i'd love to get what about you know we need a college football guy too harry who's a good college football guy tom Byrne, uh um, serious xm yeah he does a great good. job yeah we I, get him on. I, I mean nick kale you know says he, he's a great college football guy but he's a bama yeah. apologist yeah we'll pass yeah is what he is but we'll how about pass some on that interview, interview like we did lonzo ball harry Oh, yeah. Remember that? I mean, Saturday, you got Oregon against Georgia. Number 11 against number three at 3.30 on ABC. Then you got, I said, Utah against Florida. That's 7 o'clock on ESPN. Notre Dame at Ohio State Wow. on ABC at 7.30. That's number five against number two. Wow. Uh, and that then we Sunday get night. On just for that game. That would be a golden dober. <laughs> Sunday night, Florida State at LSU. That's on ABC. That's a standalone game. And then another standalone game on Monday night, Clemson at Georgia Tech on ESPN. Mm, nice. And then there's tons of other games, too. But, so be yeah, Michael good. Bradley would be good. He is That's very good, good. Yeah, and we can get him on. Yeah, he's got nothing going on. No, I don't <laughs> say that. He's a, he's, a, he's a teacher. He teaches people. Yeah, no, he's, he knows his shit, though. I mean, he's he does. great. See, this is the problem with you is you rip all these people, and they, then it gets back to them, and they're like, fuck it, I ain't going on that show. <laughs> that When I worked with Mike, that was the thing. Like, we would get done an interview, and we go to break. Go, well, there's another one. He go, what do you mean? I go, another guy I can never book again because you just freaking interrogated him on the air. <laughs> I would get texts from guests all the time, like, don't ever hit me up again dude what the what the hell just happened like what did, what did yeah. i get myself into here i'm just calling in to promote uh, something this guy just destroyed me yeah uh, rob Motti, he's good but he's more of an nfl guy yeah i think than college football that's just my yeah. take on him uh, 91 lsxer really says uh rake yon from uh jackass fame westchester oh, guy okay. good buddy of mine yeah, he's uh, a college football dude. uh no oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, and he also says that uh, passing on Lonzo was epic. So proud of you, too. I mean, we would have got some good headlines for that. Nahagian yeah. would have been sending out the clips to ESPN oh, yeah. and yeah. Fox Sports. But we we actually had some uh, some moral compass there and decided not to put him on the show. I have a moral compass. I have yeah, no I idea why we did that, Harry, because if he was to come on this podcast, I'd absolutely have him. 
Exactly. Well, see, but his window is closed now. Nobody cares. Anymore. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about that yeah. douche. Yeah. Yeah. He was brutal. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we got to get Tom Byrne on for sure. Maybe we got to, you know, we got to get on here. Burns great with the NBA. He's probably better with the NBA because it's the whole league he knows. He's more of an, an Irish apologist when it comes to college football. Yeah, he is. You're right. But he's an NBA honk. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'd be great. You know, I'd love to get him on when the KHL, the Continental Hockey League season starts for a rundown of the rosters. Well, the, the points over-unders are out on the offshore books. I just saw it come by today. Yeah, I saw The it. Flyers, 78 and a half. Down from I think ninety four and a half last season. Yeah, well, they were way off that ninety four and a half last yes, year. Yes, they knew were. That was out of what did they end up last year? Um, they ended up uh, they were forty points out of a playoff spot, so around sixty one oh points, I believe they had. Oh my! Off the top of my oh my is right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, they had sixty one points, our record of twenty five, forty six, and eleven. And that does lead George Takei to go to a oh my yeah, or, exactly or right. Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Joey B says that Jeremy Pivens he's coming to Philly. Mean uh the old lady might go here. Oh yeah. Playing Aton and I and Barrett had him on last time he was around here. He's, he's, he's awesome. Good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Played some great characters and yeah. of course well, Ari, Ari. Gold. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, he was in uh uh Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. to get him. He's doing his stand up at uh, Rivers Casino on I think October third. Okay. Tickets twenty nine dollars at the door here. Well, since we're bet parks, I don't. I think that's probably off limits. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Um, we got to get Lisa Ann on. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. We she's got that, another right? book out. Yeah, she's got a second book out. She'd be great for a yeah, Joey B. Just said it, and, and she Joey still does fantasy football. Yeah, I got her, that's I got her NFL. written down. Yeah. So what about Barrett? Uh, I don't know. Barrett. Barrett's doing a show typically. I guess he's I, on from noon to three. Monday oh. through Friday uh, on the Jacob Media site yeah, with, with with Robbie and, uh, and Gun. Gun, yeah. Okay, so um, so yeah, he might be out, but we'll yeah. find some good guests for you. By the way, I saw this. You know, on YouTube, you get the suggested videos based on what you watch and stuff. Yeah. And the guys over at the Nasty Knuckles podcast, which is Derek Settlemeyer, Nasty, mm-hmm. who was the Flyers equipment guy for years, and uh, Riley Cote, former player. He's the knuckles part of it. Mm-hmm. They have a podcast and they put video out and they had Briz on, Ilya Brizgalov. Right. And they put like one of their clips on there. It was like a 10 minute clip. I have to send it to you, Harry, because it involves you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. And there's a clip on there about Briz and the Philadelphia media. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Briz brings up when he's talking about the media in Philly is the he fell asleep in a meeting story. <laughs> where did they get this stuff you know the whole yeah, thing yeah right and the, we I, I, we should finally come clean on this i think it's hilarious because you broke that story on the air and you are the, not a flyers no reporter. on the radio that was on the radio with uh was it baldy or bruno i forget i think, I, I think it was bruno actually okay it might, yeah it was bruno yes. yeah and the, the program director was just apoplectic because i was not at the station yet Right. I, was, I worked there, but I wasn't there that morning when you, you weren't broke. there. You come in later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you had so, called me. Yeah. I, yeah. I sent you a text the, the night before mm-hmm. to call me in the morning. And you called me in the morning. I gave you the info mm-hmm. about what you were about to break. Mm-hmm. And I got the info. I will just say this I got the info from a assistant coach. Okay. I was having a cocktail with after the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he was just telling the story because he hated him. 
Right. And he, he gets, says, it would be great if this got out. And he told me the whole story. The meeting was not two minutes. It was bullshit. <laughs> and he said, I said, do you want it out? And he said, I, we'd love to get this out. So me, to you, to everyone. Right. <laughs> and Briz is still seething about it. Well, he still got paid. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably still getting paid. Right. And, and he's a douchebag and a half. He was an asshole. Well, I had nothing and, personal against the guy. I'm just no. doing what you told me to do. And and I knew like th- that the, the boss was very on edge about this. And he didn't think I was going to go to the air with it. Yeah. Because I told him about it in the in the pre-show meeting. And within 10 minutes of the show starting, I went with it. And he's running down the hall, came by the window, like with his arms raised. Like he didn't he thought I was actually going to sit on that. Yeah. Yeah. And no. He, <laughs> no <laughs> you're like i am not sitting on this so and immediately he's thinking like the the organ the organization is going to be calling me and i got to explain for this and he never liked to have to do that yeah yeah where would harry get this i mean <laughs> so look that inform like i would tell people like i'm not going to reveal the source of the information the name but the information that i got mm-hmm. came from a guy who was on the coaching staff right who I was close with. So, right. um, and he is still salty to this day at you, Harry, you oh. and Frank Saravalli, you had it first. Yeah. And then Frank confirmed it. But I remember you were like, dude, when's somebody going to kind of come out here and I'm on an Island by myself, people were ripping you. Right. 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 And then reporters that covered the team were all calling me saying, yeah. asking where, who was my source? Like Sam Carcitti. I remember I was on the driving range hitting balls and I get Sam Carcitti. Okay. So I get on the phone and he's like trying to get the source out of me. Hey, I just Harry. wouldn't give it to him. Hey, are you Sam Carcini? Yeah. Ivan Provorov. Now that's Colonel. That, that sounds. No, he like got. Colonel. He sounds very much like him. <laughs> he's got such a Philly accent. Av, Av, Av Torts. But uh, and he's doing his own thing now as well. But yeah, that that's where that whole thing kind of, uh huh, kind of popped off. But Briz is still a little pissed off at you, Harry. Well, he's still got his money, so I don't know what he's pissed off. Yeah, about. he should be that pissed off. Exactly. Let's tell the people, speaking of money, Harry, tell the people yeah. about Wealth Advisory uh, Services. Maybe Wealth Bruce Advisory Services, man. If you don't know them, you should. Paul, Dave, and their entire team have over 100 years of first-class service working with all different levels of investors across the country. And there's something more powerful than luck uh, or coincidence to help bring financial independence within reach, and it's called planning. As professionals dedicated to continuing education and a high standard of ethics, we leave nothing to chance at Wealth Advisory Services. We coordinate with other trusted professionals to ensure seamless management of your assets with services that range from portfolio management, insurance, tax, estate, retirement planning, and beyond. Located in Bucks County, PA, and Cape May, New Jersey. WealthAdvisoryServices.com, a personalized approach to managing your wealth. There you go. And maybe Briz can use them. Uh, there you go. Getting some of the old school guys back on the stream here today. Uh-huh. Uh, and Joey B's got a question for you, Harry. Will the Live Tour players who qualify for the majors be allowed to play in the U.S. Open, PGA, and Masters and the uh, British Open? Well, I mean, the U.S. Open and the Open are opens, so they're, they're welcome to qualify yeah. no matter where they play their golf. When it comes to the Masters, I don't know what they're going to do. We're still waiting for Fred Ridley to uh, uh, to give us, you know, their their take on this whole thing. But I would imagine that since they're so traditional based, that if you're on the Live Tour and there's a bunch of them, Sergio, DJ, Bubba Watson, 
uh, and more that have won the Masters, you always can come back and play the Masters. And I Lifetime think that, exempt. Will, that will probably continue. I, I would hope it does yeah. um, because they've earned that no matter where they're playing and take getting their money from. Now, as far as the PGA, um, you know, that's a world ranking points thing. It's also a thing. I think if you've won there, you, you do get to come back. So I would imagine that they're going to have access. Most of these guys are going to have access to the majors. So, so if you've won one and the big ones look, where's yeah, this when all other, going though? I, I, who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I don't mean, know that we've ever seen, uh, a charge at a major sport like this. No. Like we saw, you know, the USFL, USFL we saw yeah. XFL, we've seen other leagues try and do mm-hmm. these kind of things to, con- you know, to go at, you know, whether yeah. the big sports, but this one is totally different. And the USFL, cause I, I remember this. I mean, they, they came after the young players. They were coming with college kids out of college, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker Jim Kelly, yeah. talented superstar college football players ended up going to the USFL because they, you know, they'd give them upfront money. I guess that the NFL wasn't prepared to give them that that's all changed. Now the NFL had more money and could stomp out the USFL. It just took a little bit of time here. You're dealing with the Saudis who have an endless pot of money. Yeah. So, you know, I know Matsuyama has now said he's sticking with the PGA Tour for now. Cam Smith went over today. That became official. But Cameron Young's a young up-and-coming player. He's decided to stay for now. But we'll see what – I mean, this is this thing is far from over. There's so it's be so more divided. Names. Yeah, it really is. And that's the thing that sucks. Yeah. Now because now these guys hate one another. And the, the president's team, team, international team, has been obliterated Yeah, uh, with loss of Neiman and uh, uh, Cam Smith. Uh, so this affects the quality of what you watch every week. It does. But now the PGA tour has done something in the last week. And if you probably saw this, they've made a a pact that their top 20 players are all going to commit to 20 events, 17 events that they'll all play together in. And then three additional events that they can choose willy nilly on their their schedule. So you're going to see more of the great players playing one another than you did before. So, that's so this is them that, recognizing that, yeah, hey, th- we're in trouble here a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah, and they've yeah. said well, this was all coming down the line. Well, it's been accelerated, like oh, you know, to the hyperspeed because of what Liv has done. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, they've been so aggressive with their bankroll, and that's the problem is you can dangle so much money in front of these guys, and yeah, uh, I mean, it's you hate to see like great tournaments that weren't majors with some kind of donkey, half donkey field. Yeah. Because so many guys aren't able to play in it. But if you're going to get 20 tournaments or 17, as you say, with all of the top yeah. 20 players, then, okay, that's legit. That's a that's good number good. for me. And yeah. that's about half the schedule. You know, the yeah. schedule is about 35 events. So, yeah. And you're going to get the, the really good, you know, locations. Right. And right. Hot, prestigious tournaments that aren't majors as well. Does, right. does that 17 include the majors? Harry, or yes, that... it does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be 13 other tournaments where you have, uh, you know, a bonafide field. So, right. Oh, great stuff. That's see, that's why the hockey or the uh, hockey, Jesus, the uh, golf knowledge that you bring is unparalleled. Harry, exactly. you got to go back right. and do the show with Harry Donahue again. Uh, <laughs> I've done a few, I've done a bunch of shows with him. Was that top yeah. shots? Top shots. What was the show called? <laughs> Inside golf. Inside Golf with Harry Donahue and Harry Mays. It was a great show. Top Shot. I don't know. Top Shot was like some shooting show where they shot clay pigeons. Exactly. Um, Let's tell the people about Bet Parks again. Your play, your college football play, you got the Utes. I took the Utes laying a three at Florida. 
Now, will you get very prolific on the Bet Parks app over the next five months, Harry? Yeah, I will be a, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of visitation. So when you look on your phone at your usage, you'll have, huh. like, you have, it tells you you've been on Twitter this much, you've been on yeah. your email, messages. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the Bet Parks bar is going right. to accelerate out. Exactly. Uh, there you go. We'll get the new Bet Parks app. Uh, it's a great tool for you to get all your action in. And it's easy to use, easy to navigate, and faster to win than ever before. It's the best in mobile casino and sportsbook, and it's right in your pocket. That's the great news. And like I said, it's easy to sign up, and it's faster to win than ever before. And new and existing users, you can use that promo code JASON750 and get that $750 bet risk-free. Terms and conditions to apply. Again, JASON750, no Y in my name, J-A-S-O-N. Uh, so download the Bet Parks app today. You need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any closing thoughts, Harry? Uh, enjoy the, the football. It's on from here until the beginning of February, nonstop. Wow. That is, that, Buck, that is up. fantastic. Yes, sir. So great. All right. That's episode 32. Everybody, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, share this podcast. Tell people about it. We would appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week on episode 33 of Bet Parks Presents the Odd Gs podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah.